Welcome back to Simmering Thoughts. My name is Ryan Akers, and I'm here again with guest host Michael Coughlin as we complete our series on faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. As we continue the conversation today, we pray that you will have your Bible with you and open. We also pray that at the end of the episode that you will be edified and encouraged. Please go to your favorite podcast catcher, preferably iTunes or Google Play. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. You may also contact us on Twitter and Facebook at Simmer Thoughts and through our webpage, simmeringthoughts.podbean.com. Enjoy. The, the final thing that to, to maybe piece this together, how can we encourage uh, both ourselves and also others around us within the church, outside of the church, how can we encourage others to walk in faithfulness and how to grow in faithfulness? Uh, I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, sort of as we're probably closing up here, was what, what would I tell somebody who said, hey, I struggle with this? You know, um, we can sit here the whole time on the phone and say, well, this is faith and this is what we're supposed to do and yada, yada, yada. And, and we may even make people afraid to admit that they they function in some unbelief. You know, you have that guy who who says to Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief in Mark 9, 24. Yes. And uh, here's an expression of humility, right? And And you even brought up the apostles, how we don't always remember them for these successful uh, faith journeys that they were on, right? Yeah. And, and I thought, well, that's that's their humility in a sense. The guys that wrote the Bible wrote about themselves in a way that debased themselves and humbled themselves rather than exalting themselves. And that's that. there's a lesson in there for us. But Absolutely. Concerning faith, I was thinking if I was listening to this podcast and I was a Christian, and I first of all wanted to know, am I faithful or unfaithful? I have to ask myself some questions, and the questions again, come down to what am I trusting God for? And what do I, what do I pray to God for? What are the types of, of exercises I do to show that I want to get to know God better? And, and you have to self-evaluate enough to say, I'm trusting God for something that he hasn't promised mm -hmm. or that I, at least I can't point to the scripture where he promised it. Maybe Maybe somebody's trusting God, and they just don't know the Scripture well enough, and they need to they need to put more study in. They need to show that that they want to get to know God better, and so that would be the first question someone has to ask themselves to find out: Are they faithful? Are they are they really believing God for things that He has promised? When they pray for things that God has really promise do they do they pray with faith do they believe that he's going to do it and and to me the the person that is struggling with it the advice that i would say to people is you with all sin and this is one of the hardest things is you have to find someone to confess it to mm. and again that's an act of faith right because in in james uh, the book we've been talking about, you know, James says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another in James right. five sixteen, And you just have this sense that, that you, you need to be able to be like the man with the child that was throwing himself in the fire 
And you have to be able to say, look, I, I have some doubts, and but I don't want to. I'm repenting. But in order to have, in order to have the right faith, I need to learn about God and believe it. And the way that you repent of that is to to get back into the Scripture and study it, and maybe find somebody to help hold you accountable. Even what do you think of that? I think that's a good point. I think it's it faithfulness is something that isn't necessarily developed in in isolation. Uh, there's definitely a, and I think. I think the the Titus model where the older mentors the younger is definitely a part of that, or the ex, more experienced, certainly, the more mature, uh, mentoring those who are coming along. Um, I, I also think of uh, some encouragement that has helped me over the last few years especially is to constantly run back to the gospel, just the simple telling of what is the gospel and to run back to it daily. Um, and, and to sit there and, and think about and meditate on what it is. Uh, I think the way, you know, there's, there's all the different, the ways that the letters in the new Testament, uh, both Paul and Peter and, and John are kind of open up some of their letters with this. Uh, I think the first Peter, since I've been in there recently blessed this verse three, chapter one, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of his, his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept for you in heaven. And you are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And that right there gives me things that I can drive a stake in the ground and lash myself to, uh, that, that, this inheritance is not going to die. It is, it is clean. It is pure. It will not fade away. And it is being kept by God for me. And I don't have to, I don't have to fret over that part. All right. Now that I know that let's look at the trouble of my day. Oh, I'm having trouble at work. There's some struggle going on, but God is keeping my inheritance secure. If he's going to keep that, he will be faithful to also Make sure that I'm not in horrible circumstances. And he will show me where the wisdom is that I need to have for this circumstance, which is what the next breath is in James as we start to go into that that idea of what prayer is. And so, you know, that all of that swirling together, you know, when you when you lean on the gospel hard and you lean on what is the gospel that Christ died to to save us and save us for a particular thing. That is, that is a way that, that will build faithfulness as you lean on that as a daily thing. Um, it will show you your own sin. It will show you uh, what wisdom is. It will show you where to walk as you go along. And it will start to become part of your daily, um, your daily routine and part of your ability to talk to people. Um, I, I think of the, the way First John opens, that whole, that whole opening section is full of things that there are little little statements that you can lean on in a time of trouble. And as you, the more you go back to those, the more they build up your ability when trouble, mo- when the moment happens, to be able to have that faithfulness that you're leaning on. And so I think encouraging people to be faithful when the when the weather's good and 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 be prepared for when the weather's gonna get bad is part of it. And I think encouraging them to just just immerse themselves in what is the gospel constantly. Um, not so much as, you know, as, as baby's milk, but as something that is, 
a bedrock and, and knowing the ground that you stand on uh, and, and knowing who God is, you know, the God who would do this for me is not going to leave me to uh, a situation that he's not in control of. Even when you're in a situation like Peter and Paul sitting in dungeons somewhere or James stranded on an island, because God is this, I know God is this, I can rest assured and I don't have to fret. And that, that, that puts in perspective and creates that perspective that we need. Uh, and I think a lot of times that's speaking it to each other, as you were saying, you know, find somebody to talk to about it, uh, both, both to be an encourager to them and also to be encouraged by them, uh, whether it's working through to gain your own and to, to grow in faithfulness or whether it's in sharing the faithfulness that you have is to, to do that in concert with each other. That's part of the reason I love this, this podcast is getting ready, getting, sitting down and we've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes at this point. And it feels like we've been talking for about 10 because it's just been, it's energizing to sit and talk about the word and the encouragements that are there and who is God. And, and it's just, it, it excites me to sit down and do that. And, and because of that, as I go through the rest, you know, as I go through the weekend, I will spend all weekend reflecting back on the conversation we've had tonight and it will stick with me for several days. You know, when we have those big Twitter discussions that happen, those stick with me for weeks. I'll sit and think about little parts of that uh, and sermons. I'll think about things that have been brought up and how this scripture plays with that scripture and points over here. And those are things that help encourage me and build me up so that when something comes up and they're, Right now, I'm in a time of relative peace in my family, relative peace and, and, and good times at work and things are going well. But I know that there comes a time where struggle is going to happen. And, and I'm able to prepare for that through the encouragement of the word. Amen, brother. You, you nailed it there. And, and you know, I want to add to that that the, the gospel is not milk. No, no, absolutely not. No, I think sometimes we hear it. We almost feel like we have to. to, Yeah, you almost feel like you have to clarify, like you did, that you know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with me looking at my wife and wanting to tell her I love her, her tell me that she loves me. Right. Well, you know, we already did that a long time ago, but you know, reminding ourselves of the gospel is. Is, is a wonderful way to continue our Christian life and it motivates us in, in every possible way that we ought to be motivated and provoked to good things. Yep. But you said something that really, I, I was thinking of two things uh, when when you were talking about about how our faith has kind of manifested. And, and the one was that <clears throat> when I was a new Christian, I remember that I believed what it said in the Bible about, like, in the beginning, God created. Mm-hmm. But I did not understand it because I had a lifetime of evolutionary year thinking, billions of years, the Big Bang. Like, so I had a bunch of things in my head that I, I believed were factual, but then I had this contradictory belief that, that God had did something distinct from that and i i just didn't know how to reconcile it. it wasn't it wasn't even in a sense doubting or unbelief but i just didn't understand it and when i had uh and you know i guess i'll plug answers in genesis here 
when I started re reading things that taught me, hey, here's how um, God's word, here's, here's what it really means. Here's how it lines up with reality. Here's how we interpret things based on what God's word says rather than interpret God's word based on what we see. I, you know, my faith was increased. My, and, or I'll say my faith was strengthened. Yeah. I was able to, to, to really trust, wow, okay, God, God's word was right, and, and now I have a better understanding of that. And then the next time I would face something in God's word that maybe didn't square with me, I was able to honestly say, well, I believe what it says here, not what's in my heart. Right. And, and you, you really touched on that when you talked about how we have to interact with people. It's when I talk to some guy who's been married 60 years and he's got this wonderful life and he's a, he's a good brother and his wife's this great lady and they just seem to have it all going together. It's when they explain to you that, that 30 years ago they almost got a divorce yeah. or you know whatever story they tell that shows how they persevered and how God did some good work. That helps us. And, and as you brought up in Lamentations and in the introduction, the, the, the Bible is full of people that say, I will remember the works of the Lord. Yes. And I think in Psalm 73, I think Asaph says that when he, when, you know, he remembers the good things the Lord has done. It's not just remember what God's promised sometimes even. It's remember the things he's done. And that is faith strengthening. And it reminds us of things because we're weak. One day I'll never doubt but in this flesh, I still have those moments. And so I, I enjoy, as well as the scriptures and interacting with people, I enjoy good biographies yeah. of Christians who have gone before us. When, I mean, when you read of, of men and women who died burning at a stake, singing psalms and hymns, aren't you inspired yeah. that your faith, Humble. That, that the same spirit that gave them faith lives in you? But, it, but when you realize it wasn't them, it wasn't the strength of that person that caused them to get through it. It was the same spirit that indwells me was indwelling that individual who, who did suffer great persecution and endured it with faith. That, get, that inspires me. Yeah. And, and similarly, a bad biography, a, a, a person who was a, a preacher who totally you know, apostatized. We'll just take Judas to take an easy example. I mean, here's yeah. a guy who by all outward appearances had faith. Yep. And yet his faith wasn't tried. It, it didn't come out after being tried, right? And, yeah. And Judas's faith, when it was tested, failed. And that's one of the reasons why you test your faith. That's or That God tests it. But it's one of the reasons why you push yourself to have these discussions to examine yourself because if if my faith isn't real for some reason and I don't know it yet I want to know as soon as possible yes you know yeah. so that I can get on my knees and beg for mercy and and so we really I enjoy biographies of Christians um, even even Christians that weren't so great you know, like that's really what I am too. We're all just these average people that serve a great God. Yes. I love reading stories of people that God did really neat things in their life. And, and then those people humbly had failures and quirks about them that, that uh, I probably wouldn't want written about me. 
but we we can all grow from it yes it's it as i think about the refiner's fire and the the constant mm-hmm. echo of that idea of the purifying of silver and gold and the the purifying yep. of faith in the fire getting back and to in first struggle. peter 1 now right? oh well first peter and 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 also the promises in the i i think about the messiah uh, handles Messiah because that's the reference point I had when I was little. That's one thing that I was well grounded in. My perf- parents performed it every year, and so I got to hear it a lot. And you know, the idea of the refiner's fire uh, from the Old Testament. I can't remember the passage off. It's one of the prophets. I can't remember the passage off the top of my head. But uh, that idea of of God refining us through the events of the world and through His Word and and to to take the idea of laying myself in front of God that he can test me with fire is a fearful thing <laughs> because you don't know it's going to last when he's done and at the same time you know it's you know in some ways it's like going to a doctor it's so much bigger than that but similarly you go in not knowing what's going to come out and as you come away from that uh, that as you come away from the word having been tested by fire and, and as you come away from a circumstance having been tested by fire, you're strengthened. And uh, that being able to encourage folks, I've been through some pretty big deals and being able to, to say, hey, you know, it's OK. God will see us through as we trust in the promises he's given us and because of who he is. And it is it is hard to sit next to somebody who's struggling like that when, when you, and, and who's struggling with having faith and to not want to just wrap them up and try to lift them. And, and it's also hard to not bury them in scripture verses. Uh, and, and I've had to learn that kind of the hard way to, to give a, a, a piece of word here and there and let it sit and to let it soak in. Um, I think we sometimes, we, we sometimes forget that, that when we're hurting, we tend to harden up on the outside. And so it takes things longer to penetrate. And so if we just like throw a whole bunch of stuff at it, it's just going to run off. If you, if you give just little words of encouragement here and there and walk alongside them, uh, and encourage them that way, that that will provide, it's not a, we don't have to fix it today type thing. Uh, it's a long-term project The the fruit of the spirit is not something that, that comes to perfection in a moment. It's a, it's a lifetime of growth and um, it's hard to, hard to, to, to sit and rest in that sometimes that it's a lifetime of growth to, that these things manifest in your life throughout a, an entire life. I mean, I see the growth I've had just in the last five years. And then I think about, Oh wait, <laughs> there's more. And that's so cool. And it's exciting at the same time. Absolutely agree, brother. Absolutely agree. I, I think that we are, we're very, as you put it earlier, we're kind of immediate gratification driven by nature. Yes. And I, and I don't think that's, that's a unique trait to a subset of humans. I, I think we're all basically like that. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. error in the garden. That's, that's essentially almost all sin is yep. a decision to take some kind of immediate gratification rather than delayed you know, joy and peace. And so even with our growth, uh, we, 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 we want it to be faster than it is. And I, I know that my, 
my hope is always that God will grant me some kind of special virtue or knowledge without taking me through some difficult affliction or experience that, so that I might learn it. Yeah. You know, I, I always have this hope that he's just going to just hand it to me. And, and But what you read in the scripture, what you read in Psalm 119, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what you see in church history is people who grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ usually grow from some type of affliction or suffering, which we believe was appointed by God for that very purpose. Yeah, that kind of answers the problem of of evil to me is is and it's not really the problem of evil, it's the problem of bad things. And you know, I somebody asked that question on Twitter recently, you know, what do you tell somebody who says, you know, how could God let bad things happen? And and I asked the question, well, what are bad things? Define what that I mean, from from my 9-year-old eyeballs, uh thinking of my brother dying immediately would have been thought of as a really bad thing. Uh, as I look back on it 30 years later, I'm not sure it was a bad thing. Yes, it, it hurt. Yes, it was painful. But just because something hurts and is painful doesn't necessarily mean automatically it's a bad thing. Um, you know, death is a result of sin. But there's more to it than that. And that's where that gospel hope really comes in, is that we know that there is more to it than what we see. And trusting that there's more than what I see allows me to walk in that faithfulness and just and understand that I'm not going to understand and understand that, yes, it hurts. But that's not the end of the story, because out of my hurt, there's an there's another tomorrow. And God's mercies are new every morning, even if it hurts today. His mercies are new tomorrow. And I think I think I'm going to close this up on that idea. Uh, that even even when things hurt, even when things when we're in struggling situations, when it's hard to be faithful, tomorrow is a new day, and we do have that hope for tomorrow uh, as it as as we step forward and we trust God for who He is. I'll I'll just affirm what you just said at the end and say you know spirit fruit faith perseveres. If your faith is the fruit of the spirit, it will persevere and it will, it will last to the end and praise God for that. Thank Amen. you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. It's the first time we ever talked. I yeah. think I think so. Live was today. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, we've talked a lot online. I appreciate your friendship and what the Lord's been doing in your life that I can see the fruit of, of his spirit in your life. And I thank you for your friendship to me. Well, thank you as well. And, I, I'm very grateful because uh, Chris and I have been trying all su- I mean, it has been all summer. We've been trying to get together and record and providentially. I mean, it's we're not talking little things. We're talking providential things have kept us from sitting down and, and even really having a phone call together. We've been throwing Facebook messages. So as, as much as I hate not having him here, I am grateful for brothers uh, like Mike who will, will pick up a phone at, at very little notice and jump in because I've been itching to record for a while and uh, didn't give him a whole lot of time to prepare. And uh, it's, it is wonderful. Thank you so much. I've been very encouraged as the flurry goes off behind me. I've been encouraged by this conversation and by our conversations on Twitter for a long time. Uh, If you don't follow Mike on Twitter, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, What is your username? I don't remember it off the top of my head right now. 
My Twitter name is A Berean One. So A B E R E A N and then O N E. All right. And if you would like to follow me, hopefully I searched the scriptures. <laughs> we tried, right? Uh, if you would like to follow me, I am at Bandman Acres. Uh, you can follow Simmering Thoughts at Simmer Thoughts, both on Facebook or Twitter, emailing us at simmeringthoughts at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, simmeringthoughts.podbean.com. We want to thank everybody for joining us uh, for this. I know it's going to come out in series, but for this conversation, I hope you've listened to every part of the series uh, and that uh, you have been edified. And I pray, I pray that you will listen to the whole series of uh, the fruit of the spirit, not just this grouping, uh, because there's a lot of really good encouraging things there and and ways to think about the fruit of the spirit a little bit more deeply and to meditate on how good our God is. That's all we have for this episode of Simmering Thoughts. Thank you for listening. We hope you will go to your favorite podcast catcher and rate, review, and subscribe to Simmering Thoughts. We hope you will share the episode also with your friends, both on Facebook or Twitter or any other means that you have. We would love to interact with you as well. Please send us an email at simmeringthoughts at gmail.com or through Facebook and Twitter at Simmer Thoughts. We pray that we have been an encouragement to you and we pray that the Lord will keep you and bless you. Have a great week, everyone.